What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. October is here. The MLB playoffs are here. The Phillies are in the playoffs. NFL Week 5, a wild college slate ahead. We had Michael J. Clark on to break it all down. We go through all the wild card series. We go through the football slate. We make some picks. Picks are back. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports, on Instagram. But enjoy the incredible sports weekend ahead. Let's go, Phillies. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. That's right, a bullpen card hybrid with the fun VTL game. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some football. The playoffs are here. The long drought is over. Not as long as Seattle's, but the second longest drought. Here to help me break it down, my good friend, Michael J. Clark. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Gee, man. What's up, buddy? Uh, I'm... I'm- I'm, I'm living, loving life, brother. Uh, oh. You know, uh, I, you know, the the playoffs are uh, playoffs are upon us. Oh yeah, we're we're both uh, playoff teams. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I haven't had to prepare for the playoffs in 11 years. The last time the Phillies made the playoffs to paint the picture, I was in college. There was no wild card game. It was just the divisional series. So I'm new to this. And I the other thing, I never I had not started playing golf yet, which is probably the most how much time has passed, but how do I, you know, you've had the experience of this extra round. I don't know how to prepare for it. Do you have any advice? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's stressful. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's every pitch you're holding your breath. Okay. Um, you're, you know, uh, you're, uh, I, I, okay. Twitter is either a very fun place to be or a place to avoid depending on how your team does. You know, yeah. if, if, uh, on a day where like the Yankees look terrible and they don't play well, like I, I just stay off Twitter because oh, yeah. I know it's going to like trigger me, uh, annoy me greatly. Uh, but of course, you know when when they do, uh, you know great things and you know win big games and everything. I'm I'm looking up everybody. I'm looking up all the haters and you know I'm, I'm like retweeting them and giving hearts to all the you know it, it, it's Twitter. Twitter can be great when your team is doing great. Uh, but when they're not, uh, it, it, it cannot be great. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. That's what the last week and a half of Philly's Twitter has basically been the Chicago series where they almost pooped or they did poop down their legs, but they almost pooped the whole season out. Um, wasn't great. And then Monday night during the Houston game, really actually the whole weekend, because following <laughs> they were playing the Nationals and obviously won three of four. And we also were following this Brewers Marlins series just so intently. And like, I swear I have not reloaded a game cast because I don't have the package to throw it on TV. And for whatever reason, MLB.TV wasn't putting the game on, which I thought uh-huh. was insane. Um, or not MLB.TV, the MLB network wasn't putting it on and just following, the, following the Twitter action of different people that had it, different people like getting the update a little late. Cause they had game cast versus who was actually watching it. 
was nuts. And then the Marlins putting out the division besties tweet. I don't know if you saw this one where they did the, the scene from Endgame where Cap gets, gets Mjolnir and the Phillies are Thor going, I knew it. And the Marlins <laughs> are Captain America and, and the Brewers were Thanos. It was, it was a great time to be alive. And the funniest has been the last two days where nothing really mattered. Obviously they could have gotten to the five seed if they'd won last night and the, and the Padres had lost, but that's not what happened. The Phillies got almost no hit. And, but people, nobody seems to care. And it's just, it is really great. The Phillies making the playoffs first time in in 11 years and just such a different, so many different things have happened, but a completely different team of you know, you the four aces. You had how you had Halliday, Cliffley, Royals, Walt Hamels. Then you had Chase Utley, you had Ryan Howard. And just thinking of all the different random Phillies and random Phillies lineups over those 11 years. And that, we finally got to this point, and they didn't actually screw up September. Aaron Nola seem, seemingly putting September Nola behind him. I know he had a couple bad starts in there, but Monday night he looked spectacular. It's his first postseason start. It'll be Zach Wheeler's first, first postseason start. JT and Gene were the two active players with the longest games or longest game streak without playing a postseason game. You could tell on Monday watching the the locker or the clubhouse celebration in, in Houston how pumped these guys were and just feeling that energy. But you're exactly right. Of If this thing turns quick on, on Friday afternoon, especially with it being a two o'clock game, it's going to be, it, it's either, all right, I'm, I'm shutting Twitter off for the day or I'm putting it on. I have that enough with the Flyers. Eagles Twitter is great right now. The Sixers are just playing preseason games. So the Phillies right now, it's it's Cardinal hate week because the Eagles are playing the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. So that's what we're going they, on there right you go. now. Yeah. There you go. Now uh, I'm sure we'll 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 talk about this. Uh, this is my segue to it. But uh, as you know, as as a Phillies fan, did you have any skin in the game with did you like with the 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 Mets brain series over the weekend? You know, the the, the Mets end up getting swept in Atlanta. Um, like, were 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 you backing a horse there, or were you like, all right, we need to take care of business? Like, who cares what's happening at the top of the? It was more the latter. I was away. Matty D and I went, did this little golf buddies trip. And we had one of our friends who's a huge Mets fan. And he was streaming every game on his phone. At one point, we put it on TV and it took him five minutes to notice we put it on TV because he was that <laughs> in tune to the game. So it was it was fun seeing that reaction. To answer if I had a horse, not really. I'd said at the top that I thought if the Mets were healthy, it was their division. And, you know, they obviously had a lot of different woes with, with their two studs and you know, still, they still won a hundred games. It's it's pretty wild there. I mean, I've said this a number of times of the Braves just being good pretty much my entire life. I Another part of the diving into how long the 11 years were, we're just looking through the different seasons and the Braves only stunk in like a couple of them and they've been really good. So like the fact that not only did they end up winning the division, but also getting a buy. So like they don't have to stress over this weekend is annoying but it's also funny that the Mets now have to stress through this with all the different freezing cold takes that came out of it. Oh yeah. Especially against the team uh, in the Padres that, you know, you could, you, you could argue, uh, you know, if you are uh, a, a certain uh, viral uh, Barstool sports employee would <laughs> loudly argue uh, kind of matches up pretty well against the Mets, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into like all those individual series. I'm sure. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just doing the math right now. Are you telling me, uh, Jordan, that the last time that uh, your uh, beloved uh, fight and Phils were in the playoffs, 
was that the Halliday no hitter? No, that was 2010 against the Reds. They okay, lo- so they, they got it the year after that. Too. Yeah, so they they okay. won five division titles in a row. They had the 07 comeback against the Mets. Obviously, they win the World Series in 08, but they still had to come back in that final week. 09 was where they lose to the Yankees. I think 09, 10, and 11, they won the division pretty handily. 10, they lose to Cody Ross and the Giants. And then 11 is the – they blew a Cliff Lee lead in game four. Maybe it was game three. Game three or four. And then they lost game five, one nothing. Roy Halladay pitched a really great game, but the offense couldn't get it going. Brian Howard tears tears his Achilles on the final pitch and – I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, yes, I, I, I watched that, that game from O'Hare. I was flying to Memphis oh. for their, for Lehigh's fall break weekend to go visit one of my friends that had just graduated, and I had the layover from flying from Allentown to Chicago and then to Memphis, and I sat in the Chili's and I forget what terminal I've been to that Chili's a, a few different times since, but I just it was I just turned twenty one and I it was like. I sat there. I knew how bad the prices were. I was a broke college kid. I was like, I need as many beers as possible before this flight to Memphis. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Of and especially everything like Roy Halladay passing. I went. We went to Roy Halladay Day last year, and just thinking they only made the playoffs twice. He gets hurt that next season, and then comes back in thirteen, and that's when he lost it. And it's just crazy to think like those teams. They only won one World Series. They had the you know, all these different guys yeah. and then a bunch of them leave and, you know, Utley gets either leaves, either left via free agency or got traded. Jimmy Rollins got traded. Carlos Ruiz got traded. And even before that, that 2012 season, you knew it was a different vibe. Howard didn't come back until around the all-star break. Utley got hurt again. They traded Hunter Pence. It was kind of just the end. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I'm very, uh, very, very excited for you, buddy. I, I know oh, yeah. that you've been uh, uh, tortured uh, for, for, for quite a while. So, uh, you know, cut to Mariner fans, you know, saying you've been tortured. Yeah. What about us? <laughs> well, the Mariners, I mean, obviously J-Rod setting the rookie record for home runs, which I didn't even realize Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't even the top five there, which seems wow. nuts for how good he was. They showed the – I saw it somewhere. I think John Boy shared it. But, I mean, they – they too, you know, complaining about Philly September's of the last few years. Uh, they too, you know, they got so close last year. They were close a, a few years ago, and finally getting over the hump and looking really good, and finally like you know diving in. They obviously made the Castillo trade. You know, they they got to feel really really good where they are. And now you yeah, have Toronto a Toronto series that's going to be really interesting. It's just it's fun. It's fun to get these other teams in there, to, and also to think. Major League Baseball over the last nine seasons has had all thirty teams get in because now it's the Tigers and the Angels are the la- are the now the drought teams and that was 2014. It's it's there really was, great yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely for for sure for sure. Um, but you know the I, I would argue in, in at least in in my uh, Yankee homerism world. Speaking of Yankee homers. Uh, biggest news, of course, is uh, we have a new AL home run king. We do, yeah. We, uh, as another Barstool Sports employee said, I'm glad we don't have the cut ins anymore. Which, um, the only time I complained about it was during a Phillies Braves series where both games were on Fox and they kept cutting in, but even then it was between innings. But it, it was fun to follow. We had Judge Watch on the podcast and everything, and it, it was cool. It was cool that he that he did it. You know, obviously a lot of the the talk around the Yankees in August was, 
you know, they were start they were, they were on that cold streak and Judge was hitting a ton of home runs and the fact he got it is pretty great. Roger Maris Jr. isn't isn't being held captive anymore. Um, <laughs> and he's really leaning into the the steroid guys don't count stuff, which I go back and forth with. I I for the record, the steroid guys, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, everybody. Those records count, but seeing a guy hit 62 just even like no matter what you think of like he's 11 away from Bonds and all that. Just the fact that somebody got to 60 again with everything we've seen in the, the, you know, this is the lowest the OPS has been since 2014. You know, speaking of 2014, it's, it's just fun to see that somebody actually, somebody actually did it. I didn't think we'd ever see it again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it, 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 it's been like an absolutely like magical run Like he's going to miss out on the triple crown just because, uh, uh for some reason um uh Baldelli still manager of Minnesota, right? Baldelli uh won't play Arais every day, so Arais is going to get uh the batting title. But uh, it's an unbelievable year from from Judge. Um you know, especially when you know the Yankees went through like a month long slump where like, they were unwatchable uh in August. Uh, so credit to them for really turning it around and, you know, finishing the job and beating teams they should in September and, you know, their the pitchings come together. But, you know, if, if Judge doesn't have a season where, you know, he will be the MVP over Otani, uh, if he doesn't have an MVP season, then if he just has like a normal by like Judge season where it's like 285, like 35 dingers, 100 RBI, which is a great season, but not like an all worldly season. Yeah. Like, are, are the AQC2 seed? Like, do they, do they win the division? Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. It's a so really great really, question um, because it was yeah. at one point where he was all of the runs and they were talking about it. Oh, yeah. MLB Network, wherever you were looking, they were just showing him versus the rest of the lineup. And to see the guys turn it around is, is, it's impressive. You kind of figured it was going to happen, or at least, to a certain degree, like you didn't think, all right, they're really, you know, they're too good to have a two month collapse like that. You figured they're, they were going to be fine to make the playoffs, but you're right. Like the division could have been a lot different and you, you can make the argument that if they'd stayed cold, you know, Tampa kind of shot themselves in the foot at points, you know, the, the Orioles, maybe they don't have the weird trade deadline. They do where they're, they're kind of in it. You know, the Red Sox kind of tapered off at the end there, but like Toronto, you know, they, they've just had a weird year, but you know, the offense was where we thought it was going to be, but the pitching wasn't as good as we thought. So who knows, mm-hmm. but maybe they step it up and, and see where they were going and see what they could have done. But the Yankees right to the ship at the right time. And here we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There, there's some, you know, it's going to be a great sports weekend man, with oh, yeah. this, this wild card series with like a good college football slate with a, you know, a pretty good NFL slate. Like, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, it really exciting, man. It'll be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, must-watch TV. It really is, and uh, yeah, you're exactly right. The college football slate is incredible. Uh, we're doing a lot of housework around the house this weekend, so I'm playing early golf. So I get that, and the Phillies play at eight on Saturday, and if necessary on Sunday. So it's you know Eagles at four, and then ho- hopefully no Phillies game, but in a good way. But uh, if they are playing, just like with Monday Night Football this week, I missed a good game because I was watching the Phillies. I will not be watching Sunday Night Football, but yeah. It's it is an exciting weekend. We're getting close to the sports equinox time with the NBA and NHL around the corner. 
and it's just it's exciting. And I saw today a, a graphic of Maxion's coming back in a couple weeks, so we get 27 days of football every night. It's just October is one of the best months. You know, no matter what your opinion is on Halloween and fall, it's a great sports month. Fox used to have the October's magical matchups, and it's back. It's really it's just it is in such a great spot, but. I'm so excited. Let's dive into this. Let's do it. Let's talk. Let's talk about these. Uh, the, these. These wildcard series. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I have some dumb stats here. Oh, Both it. leagues are the exact same setup. the The one seed is the West winner. <laughs> yeah. Two seeds the East winner. Three seed the Central winner. Four seed the second team out of the East. Five seed is the second team out of the West, and the six seeds the third team out of the East. Also, interestingly enough, the three versus six series for both the American League and the National League are repeats of a playoff se- of a playoff matchup because the Rays and Guardians they were not the Guardians at the time, so they played in the wild card game. And then the five four are first timers, which is you know dumb stats, but I always find that kind of stuff interesting. Yeah. And if we get some wins out of certain teams, like if the Padres win. They've never played the Dodgers in the playoffs before. The Phillies, if they were to win, would play the Braves, who they have not played since they were in the NL East. They played them when they were in the NL West, which is, I. we don't need to dive into that, of the craziness of how the Braves ended up in the West and then ended up in the East. But there's some there were some, sh- some shenanigans in the National League. And the Braves being in the East, if you're a Mets fan listening to this, blame the Marlins. Google it and blame the Marlins. It's their there fault. You go. Um, there you go. But it's it's exciting, and then you get either Rays, Yankees, or Guardians, Yankees. Both just you know we've seen them before, but they both have you know different. You can speak to it better of of different you know history tied to them, and then Seattle, Houston would be fun. Toronto, Houston would be fun. It's just really like these series that we have going are incredibly exciting. That a lot of these teams match up pretty well when you look at them pound for pound, and mm-hmm. I think Friday is going to be a lot of fun starting at noon. We get the Guardians and the Rays, the first game at Progressive Field. And this one, you know, for one, the little engine that could, the Guardians get into the playoffs. And then I mentioned the Rays, kind of a weird up and down year, shot themselves in the foot. But two really interesting teams coming into this. Mike, what's your t- what's your take on this? Yeah. Um, I, think it, I, think, I think it will be, uh, I think it will be an exciting series. You have it going, you have it going, the full, the, the, the all three. That's a good question. I had not thought about who, I, how many games I had for it. You get two of the best pitchers in the American League on, on Friday in McClanahan and Bieber, which should go, and that's Shane Bieber, not Justin Bieber. Another another <laughs> reference. Um, that's going to be. I mean, that might just be a one nothing one nothing game there. I um, yeah, I want to say it goes all three because you do have. You have good pitching going, two lineups that either you get raised baseball or you can get like a, a Jose Ramirez like pop off game with the rest of that lineup doing different. You know, it feels like every other every other day you see a, a Josh Naylor walk off or you know either home run or hit. Like they're, I don't want to call them boom or bust, but this this probably should go all three games. Yeah, you know, credit to. Um... Credit to the coaching job that Francona did this year with yeah. the Guardians, where you know, you know, go back to preseason, um, you know, a lot of people picked like the Guardians to finish like 
fourth in this division, maybe? Like, Adam, be like Adam irrelevant? Third. Adam third. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Uh, like, a lot of, I think a lot of baseball was, like, frustrated with what their approach was. Like, they weren't keeping their guys, and, you know, they, they, they um, you know, they, they finally commit to, uh, they finally commit to, to Jose Ramirez, and it was towards, like, the end of, spring training so we weren't really even sure if he was good like so i just didn't expect at the end of the season the guardians to be where they are but you know they they had like a great season from uh from andre Jimenez. you really look at the the lindor deal and look at what cleveland got back in like a really strong up the you know up the middle of the, the the infield yeah where you're like, oh, like you know, maybe they didn't get fleeced by like Uncle Stevie as much as so, uh, yeah, you know, nearly as everyone much gives thought. him credit for. Exactly, where where you know uh, Jimenez and Rosario uh, at like second and short, both having like really strong years, and like you talk about Josh Naylor, and yeah, I I you, you kept expecting in September for like the Guardians to blink and be like, oh yeah. well, like the White Sox will probably win that division. Like the White Sox on paper, like had the most talented team in that division. The White Sox just like underperformed the entire season. Yep. And so like credit to the job that Frank Cota did, credit to uh this Guardians team that um I I, I think is I, I think is very strong. And you know the Rays are the Rays. You know <laughs> yeah. the Rays are uh going to you know, win games the way they, they know how to. They're going to uh, do funny business with their pitching. They're going to strike out a lot. They're going to, you know, be easily shut down one game and then the next game, like, piece together, like, four runs and win a game, like, four to three. And, and I think a lot of it, is, a lot of how well they're going to be is if um, – you know, uh, Randy Rosarena, who, of course, you know, think of the 2000 playoffs and the 2021 playoffs, just how many big moments Rosarena's had in the playoffs. If you look at his, like, if you look at his regular season this year and in other years, like, he's fine. Like, he's, he's kind of mid, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he, he, he's not usually the person, like, who, like, kind of scares me in the lineup. I mean, he's bugged one of those guys that were, like, in the big moment, like he's going to like come out to play. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like you know how you know how uh, Herb Street never picks the games that he's like calling in, in the in the in the booth for. Yeah. Um, I don't want to pick this series just because the winner of the series will play the Yankees the next round, and mm. you know if. I'm saying like, oh, I want the Guardians to win because like, it, it's it's well, I I don't I don't I don't know, I'm not gonna like say well I would like this team to win because then you are saying like oh well I think they could Yankees could beat that in a future series and sure. it's like you know it's it's a bull quote so yeah. <laughs> uh, I can say who I think will win but not who I am rooting for to win. <laughs> yeah. um, I. I believe that these games are going to be in Cleveland. I believe that the Guardians 
beat the Raiders series. I think the Guardians move on to the ALDS. I agree with that. I think part of it is that it's in Cleveland. I also just think you mentioned it with you know what the Rays what the Rays can do and and what they're going to do. I mean, the Guardians match up with them really well. They also play that small ball. They're close to having five guys with stolen bases, which just sounds nearly outrageous to say in 2022. <laughs> and they have good pitching. They have guys that might go deeper. What might concern me a little bit is who starts those third games for both teams. Tristan, Tristan McKenzie's had a really good year, and I'm not necessarily that concerned about it. You could do kill Paul Troll. You could you know see Plezak come in, although he hasn't been as strong. And the Rays, they have kind of a one-two punch of they could throw out Rasmussen to start the game and then bring in Jeff Springs to, you know, be their guy. And if they, if things go south, like like wild card games that we've seen in the past and see, you know, kind of a wild, wild thing there. And you mentioned they do strange things with their pitching. They're kind of built for that. So if this does go the, go the distance, buckle up for a wild game three. But I think Cleveland being the home team, is such an advantage. And, you know, I, I say that and like you, like you doing the Herb Street thing, I'm not going to do that. With, I'm going to do that with the Phillies. I'm not going to make a pick, but the home, the home teams here, all three games is a significant advantage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder, uh, uh, which, uh, which Ramirez will have more hits in the series. Jose or Harold. I think that might, uh, that might, That's... Uh, be the key to the series, which yeah. that, that is which good, Ramirez is a better series. Yeah, <laughs> which the series, the Ramirez series, the yes. Ramirez. Yes. Uh, and how many how many bullets do you think um, do you think uh, uh, Glasshouse is going to be able to give him? That's a really good question. I think I think so. It is two starts. He's gone two innings in both of them. Yeah. That's I can see them really using him. Good question. Using him similarly to how they used him in Game Five of the 2020 series against the Yanks, where yeah. it was like, "Hey, it's short rest, but like, give us one time through the rotation, yeah, and then we'll let the bullpen take from there." So, like, I can see them. I can see Cash doing something similar, where um, in Game Two or whatever it is that they're going to have him pitch, like him starting and going through a lot of points, and then. Yeah, then give him the hook. Yeah, or having or have him come out. Probably have him start. Or I was gonna say have him come out almost like what the Nationals did in 2019, or what, what the Phillies are planning on doing with a couple of their starters. Uh, it, I mean, it's just such an. It really is two baseball minds going at it, and almost a war of the minds in that fact. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. Probably to answer your question, you know, probably one time through the rotation or through the lineup, and see what he can do. And if it goes great, great. If not, we tried. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the best you can do, but they're ice cold. I mean, they're winning right now. They're winning their last game. I don't know how many, or no, they're losing. They're losing the Red Sox. Um, so I don't know. Like it, it, I mean, how many to be players fair are to the playing? Rays, yeah. To be fair to the Rays. And I, you know, I hate that. I just said that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that those words come out of my mouth, but to be fair to the Rays, uh, you know, they, they, we're playing Houston. You know what I mean? We're yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very fair. They're, I know that from the Phillies. You mentioned the Yankees, though, and I didn't get a chance to ask off the top. So the Yankees, a lot of players sitting today. You get the weekend off. You get game one on Monday or on Tuesday and then Tuesday, another day yep. off. 
Do you like that? Are you a little worried about the rust factor? Where, where do you fall there? Um, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, considering the fact that um, they were they were very they were very rusty coming out of the the All Star break. Um, again, it might have something to do with the fact that they played, uh, you know, a doubleheader against uh, the Astros on that, that first uh, game back. Um, so, I I I think it'll be good for people to kind of get right, um, you know, that to kind of line up, uh, you know, their arms, make sure that uh, everyone is is good to go. Uh, I just I, I I don't like the I, I'm I'm so glad that we're not in the wild cards here uh, round because yeah. it's just you know three games you know any anyone can win two out of three you know if, if you know how many times did the Dodgers lose a series to the Pirates this year like you know, you know what I mean where yeah the Mets it, uh, Mets lost series to the Pirates to the Cubs. Phillies oh, lost. Yeah. Phillies yeah, got yeah, season yeah. swept by the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, anything, yeah, yeah. anything can fucking happen. That's the wild thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but no, I, I, you know, I'm sure you'll get more into it. Uh, you know, when uh, next week's episode, if you, if you talk more baseball about, you know, uh, the, the, the division series is, but I, I, I think that if, I think the Yankees have a very, very strong, one, two, three in their rotation mm-hmm. with, with Cole, Nestor, and Seve. Um, I, I think I, I match them up against any, maybe except for the Mets, with any top three. I, I'm, I'm very confident in, in those three in a, in a short playoff series. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I we might get Carpenter back. Um, but intensity, I think, Probably not until the championship series, if at all, um, if they even get that far. Uh, but no, I, I think I think it'll be good to like have some time off, watch some baseball, like get to scout whoever they're playing, and be uh, ready to cook on Tuesday. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's probably the probably the right thing. I mean, the nice thing, at least from a podcast perspective, is that you're going, you do get that extra day, like where they can reset, you can kind of reset and not. You know, you had it before, and the TV schedule was just jammed. There was no off day. But you get that extra day of, to digest of who you're playing, and maybe it's an extra two days if, if it's only two games. But that is that is at least nice. And from a podcasting perspective, it gives me a day to do it. What, we used to, yes. what we've done is we've done the wild card. We've, like, done the preview during the wild card, the first wild card game, no matter which one it was, and then be like, oh, well, if it's – the Brewers playing the Dodgers, then it's this. But if it's the Nationals playing the Dodgers, then it's this kind of thing. And now, at least from a podcast perspective, I can do two shows next week, which is yes, great. Yeah. But yeah. let's dive into the other American League series. We mentioned it. Seattle, off the schneid, 21 years, no longer. Mm-hmm. Going to Toronto. This one could be really exciting. It could be, it could be boring the first game, but you have Luis Castillo against Alec Manoa. At least that's what currently has been announced. Yeah, I think everybody but the Phillies or but the Cardinals have announced their starters. Uh, the Phillies know Zach Wheeler's going. So at least the first game we got some we got some good pitching matchups. 
You have an interesting lineup development of Jesse Winkers out. He just hit the IL today. And two teams, though, that we mentioned it with J-Rod and, and how well he played. A team that really is boomer bust. They're 26th in Major League Baseball on batting average, 18th in runs. But still, you know, they make the ball go boom. And then the the Blue Jays did a lot of what we thought they were going to do. A lot of runs, really good batting. Their lineup was great. Their pitching has been kind of all over the board. Where are you in this series, Mike? Yeah, I mean, like emotionally, uh, I would love to see, you know, Seattle win the series. Yep. Um, you know, it had been so long since they uh, have been in the playoffs. And, you know, it, you know, Julio is such a fun player to watch. And, you know, guys on that team, uh, like, you know, Ty France, someone who's like easy to root for. Um, Fantasy superstar, you know, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh uh, you know, Cal Raleigh getting it done behind the dish. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 I I would love to see Seattle win the series because, uh, you know, of course, like, I, I'm kind of Toronto, Toronto talks a lot. Toronto talks a lot for like <laughs> having won nothing yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Where, uh, you know, Vladdy, uh, you know, chirping about oh this is my house and you know the next game getting thrown out trying to take a second base against the Yankees and watching John Chase 61st in his house which is very kind of him to you know <laughs> allow him to do that. Um yeah I it's interesting uh with Toronto because you know Bo Bichette has been hot Oscar has been very hot. Yeah. You know, they have players who right now are like really, um, you know, have been, have been doing great. Uh, uh, Alejandro Kirk is, uh, is slumping a little bit, uh, not, um, you know, hitting the way that he was as max his powers. I think it's like batting average like down, like, yeah, I was points in the last like month or so. Yeah. He said he finishes the season at 286. I was, Really hoping we'd see a catcher bat 300 because I think it's probably oh, been since Joe Mauer since we saw one do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I, you know, Toronto at the top of their rotation with uh, Manila and Gausman, uh, that's, just so, that, that's such a daunting duo in a three-game series. Yep. And I don't know how that, like, have they set up the rotation where if those two pitch games, one and two, like, that's going to be... It's going to be tough. You know, uh, Roger Center is not an easy place to play. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't want to be getting screwed by the fact that they have to play all three in in Toronto and have to win two out of three there because if that if that series is in Seattle, like I'm, I'm thinking Seattle definitely wins that yeah. series where, you know, the, the raucous crowds and that in, in Seattle, they, they can get some, loud. Some fried, they, some they, fried grasshoppers. Yeah, they were waiting for a long time for for something. Uh, so they get loud, but uh, yeah, I, I I think the smart pick is Toronto. Yeah, um, but I think the fun pick would be Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Gosman last pitched on Sunday, so I would think yeah, he's so gonna, he's, he's he should be good to go. He only he only pitched three innings, so he's definitely good to go. So, yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, you have such a huge advantage in that place, too, in the playoffs 
Like, lest we forget the Jose Bautista home run against the Rangers seven years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, that place is rocking when they're in the playoffs. And the vibe around the Rogers Center is really cool. They have a ton of bars. We went that following spring for one of my buddy's bachelor parties. And when the, when the Blue Jays have a home game, it's probably similar to like, because it's right around the corner from where the Leafs and Raptors play. When they have home games, it's got to be just out of control. And those bars were out of control. And baseball, obviously, twice the size of a basketball or hockey crowd. And they're just, they're super into it, which you never really think of with Canada and baseball. But, you know, here we are and we're in, you know, the series in Toronto. And I don't know, it's just tough to think of, like, I know Seattle has good pitching and can do a, you know, do a good job with Ray, with Castillo. And, but I don't know, I get, I get concerned if they, one of them gets shelled early. Like you bring in a Gilbert, trying to save him for the third game. Do you bring in Gonzalez for long-term relief? Like, and, uh, and just where their, yeah, exactly, where their bullpen is of if that, if that Toronto lineup is, is rolling, you know, really it's a lot of pressure on these two guys at the top of their rotation, which, you know, Robbie Ray knows that he won the Cy Young, but it does become concerning. I mean, I guess the good thing if you're Robbie Ray is that you don't let up a ton of base runners, but you let up a lot of home runs to one of the best home run hitting teams in baseball or against one of the best home run hitting teams in baseball. So it becomes a very interesting slate for game two. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I'll be curious to what the Mariners end up doing if they have a lead in game one towards the end. Cause, cause Seawald has been giving up bombs recently. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not, concerning. It's not been great, so I wonder if they yeah, it's it's would, not great. Uh, stick with him or, or go to Munoz or I mean I don't know so many of their pitchers just with a ton of home runs. But let's keep moving. We're not going to go in order for this one. We're going to do the Mets Padres first, and I got to tell you, this is probably aside from the Phillies, this is probably the series that I am looking forward to the most, both for the baseball aspect. The commentary around it. You mentioned Frank the Tank before. This is two teams. You know, obviously everything the Mets went through with the East being over and then it wasn't. And the Padres, who, you know, made the big splash to get Soto. They've had, Mm. you know, just a crazy year. The Tatis stuff. They have a great one-two punch. And you mentioned of of what Frank the Tank's analysis was. These are two teams that... It's almost the, to go full nerd here, it's almost the dark link fight from Ocarina of Time. It's every mirrored move of anything they can do. They have very similar players up and down the lineup, very similar pitchers, very similar back end of the bullpen. This one's going to be a lot of fun, Mike. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. You know, the, the Padres went, you know, the Padres definitely went all in at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, and it, it's it's funny how, uh, you know, Soto has been fine, I guess, for yeah, them. That's <laughs> like, the perfect way to put it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're still kind of waiting on his big, big uh, Padre moment. Um, but, yeah, so, so, you know, Darvish with his uh, – you know, postseason history. Uh, I, I I think that he's uh, and it's it's going to be 
there's some really good pitching matchups between you know with with Darvish and, and um, uh, they, the Degrom. I'm guessing, yep. right? Yeah, it is Degrom. You go Degrom before, okay? Yeah, Darvish Degrom can be a good one for sure. Um, yeah, you know the the the, the Mets really. Um, you know, I, you know, you know, I watched a lot of them over the weekend with you know the big series uh, against Atlanta, and you know you can't really say that they really choked. Um, you can't really win a hundred games and have uh, you know the team below you just in a historic, you know that 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 the pace that Atlanta has been on in the second half it's is insane, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so I'm stuck. I, 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 I think that, you know, if the Mets are clicking, you know, I think that they, I, I, you know, they, they should definitely be the favorites in the series. Um, but you, you kind of don't know when Juan Soto is going to flip the switch where, you know, you know, Juan Soto has, uh, you know, he he put a team on his back before he could legally drink alcohol to win a World <laughs> Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he's 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 amazing. He, he's he's uh, worth all of the king's ransom that San Diego took to 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 get him. Um, you know, I think this is going to make people miss uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious about uh, uh I'm gonna pick the Mets to win the series, but not with like any level of confidence. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I think the Mets the Mets should win this. You're exactly right. Uh-huh. I did look this up when you mentioned Juan Soto clicking. He has faced Jacob deGrom fifteen times in his career, which is not surprising being a former national. Yep, yep. yep. Is Three for 15, batting 200, but with a home run. He's one for three off of Scherzer with a home run. And he is two for eight. Both hits home runs off of Edwin Diaz. Ooh. So you're exactly right. If he pops off, it could be a big one. But That's true. That's true. And, and, and you know, that that's... You know he's not the entire he's the entire no, offense. Not at all. Uh, Machado and, and Cronenworth and you know Trent Grisham like they could all have big series also. Yeah, Profar could, Kim could. Yeah, I mean really, you know it's it's going to be such an interesting way that they decide to build out the lineup. Josh Bell also just fine. You know he didn't hit as many home runs as I think they wanted him to, but. Uh-huh. And batting 190, I feel like, is exactly what you were signing up for when you traded for him. But, like, you could do that. You could have, you know, depending on how they want to set up Austin Ola or, or Jorge Alfaro, like, you could figure out different ways to plug this lineup in and, and see how they set up. But you look at the at the Mets, the Mets lineup, and it's just so powerful across the board. Three guys with 20-plus home runs, Lindor, Escobar, and obviously Pete Alonso. Uh, and just guys that get on base, guys that come around to score. You almost have three different players with a hundred runs scored. Two guys with over a hundred ribbies. It's it's just a it's a very good lineup top to bottom. I know when we had my good friend Matt Marcus on, he talked about the DH problems, 
and I've seen him tweet a lot about uh, Vogelbach and a lot of the backwards Ks that he has. Like, that's still a glaring hole for them, but it's still if you like you watch this team, and I say this from watching them win what 13, 14 out of the nineteen games against the Phillies, maybe more. Um, they just no at no point do you ever really feel confident seeing a guy step up to the plate and think that's an out. I know from watching that Atlanta series, there were times where they got completely shut down and looked concerning and, and DeGrom and Scherzer had their woes and everything there. But both of those guys have been clutch in the playoffs before and have seen, you know, obviously DeGrom very early in his career, but Scherzer World Seri- a couple different World Series appearances and a win. And seeing where they can go, it just – it almost feels like with the Padres of just never fully hitting the gas after they made the Soto trade, because it, you know, they by all accounts, the Phillies should have just been in a third place battle with the Brewers for this entire time. But it, at different points, the Phillies were a couple games ahead of them for second place. Yeah, right. and you know, it just feels like we're going to see this letdown of the Padres. It'd be fun to see a Padres Dodgers NLDS because all of the different things from that of. The juggernaut of the Dodgers, the potential of the Padres, the fans, the fights, everything there. But the Mets, again, they won 100 games. And there's a reason why they did that. And they have the ability to do it. And it's not even just Diaz in the in the, the closing role. They have good setup men. They have a, a very good bullpen. And, you know, it, it just feels like they've rounded the corner into completeness, if that sounds remotely yeah. smart. Like, more than the Padres can see, have. Can you see? Can you see a world where, um, where like Jack McNeil has like a 2015 Daniel Murphy run? Daniel Murphy yeah. runner. You absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. Daniel Murphy. That was Daniel, Daniel Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, okay. Daniel Murphy. <laughs> Not David. David was the uh, survivor player and the the Ranger. But yes. Daniel Murphy. Yes. yes. Uh. So yeah. So who who knows if you know if. if if McGill gets hot, you know, he could, he, you know, hopefully he can, like, kind of carry the, pick up the, the offense a little bit. Because he, he, uh, he, he's not a guy who's, you know, swinging from his toes to try to hit homers. He had 23 home runs one season. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at his baseball, baseball reference page right now. Um, that doesn't seem like him. Uh, I, I think that, I think the Met fans are crossing their fingers because, um, uh, you know, they're probably not getting Marte back for this series. So I, I think that they can hope if they win the series that he's back for the DS against the Dodgers. But we'll see. We'll see. I think I think that, that was a huge loss was, was, you know, Marte's injury for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, still, they, they got – I hate to use this, but they got names that could – in that Daniel Murphy type of role, be guys that pop off for him and see see what they can do. I mean, I think yeah. that the catching position is definitely something where it's good in the field <laughs> and it's been an okay bat for him. But it's still like, you know, if James McCann just figures it out, which I feel like they've been saying this whole year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, his whole Met tenure. His whole Met tenure, yeah, the, the SNY – we're just saying, and none of the stats were remotely close to JT Robito's. Um, <laughs> not bitter about that, but I am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Canna's a guy that, you know, he only hit 12 home runs, but could really pop off. He had, you know, all the weird stuff with COVID at the beginning of this year. So a full season, you know, maybe he gets 
he would probably get the tw- to 20 because he played 139 games. But still, he's a guy that with the A's, that's all he did. And, like, all it takes is getting on a little bit of a run, which the Mets can certainly do. And playing tune-up games against the Washington Nationals certainly helps out for that. You know that James McCann on the season has two home runs and 15 RBIs? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's nuts. 187 plate appearances, 60 games. Two home runs and fifteen RBIs. It's nuts. That's that, that's terrible. Yeah. When 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 your OPS starts with a four, that's pretty bad. Oh my gosh, it's p- pretty bad. OPS under five hundred, not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really that's funny good. too, looking at their stats on Yahoo because it still has like Robinson Cano on there, and it has like yeah, all right. these random players, Darren Ruff, right. that they traded, uh, or no, they traded four, but um. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they they traded for him. Travis Jankowski on there, former former Philly hero. Um, but yeah, I I like the Mets there. I All right. I don't like the Mets. I'm like Chase Utley. I really do hate the Mets. <laughs> um, which if you've never seen that clip, all time clip, just real folk hero of mine. But I I gotta think they get it done. They they're a better team. They. They're they're good, and I know it stings to lose the division, but Scherzer to Grom. I know it's probably what it's probably Yar- it's Darvish game one. It's probably Musgrove game two, and those are Snell, two. Good- maybe maybe Snell. Snell that's a good point. Three. Yeah, Snell for three. Like that's a a tough three headed monster, but yeah. I don't know if you if they turn it into a slugfest, the Mets have more guns to win that fight. Yeah, but let's do it. Well. We- that's all the series, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about football. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's Cardinal Hate Week. I mentioned that the Phillies. It always felt like it was going to be the Cardinals, even though it was up in the air of it could have been the Mets, it could have been the Braves. But it's the Phillies going back to St. Louis, their last opponent when they did make the playoffs. You got Zach Wheeler, Game One, Aaron Nola coming off. The start of his career in Game 2, the Cardinals still, it appears, have not announced a starter for Game 1. A lot of people think it's going to be Mikolas. Mikolas, how the fuck you pronounce it. (laughs) Um, But if they go with Jordan Montgomery, who's left-handed and could mow down some of the left-handed hitting of the Phillies lineup, notably Schwarber and Harper, you know, they'll adjust that way. And... I'm very excited for this. I think these are two teams that also line up very well, pound for pound, of guys that, obviously, the two MVPs of the Cardinals and Goldschmidt and Arenado. You have guys in the Phillies lineup that can produce. And then you have bottom. You have young guys towards the bottom of the lineup that, when they're hot, that can really make the difference. You have the daycare with the Phillies. You have all the rookies of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, that uh, to make it short, that's the X factor of the series is whose bottom half of their lineup is going to be better and who can get on base, who can manufacture. It's like it almost is looking in a mirror of young guys that can, that might strike out a little bit too much but are also can get that seeing-eye single or get that walk. And then when they're on base, watch out because they'll make some trouble. I mean, they're stolen bases left and right for both sides here. And if they can flip the lineup over, get to the big guns, you know, you you, you got to buckle up if you're a pitcher. 
It concerns me as a Phillies fan to have to go against this team. Yes, they won four of the seven games they played, and two of them were in St. Louis. That's exciting. But this is a different St. Louis team. They made some acquisitions at the trade deadline. Albert Pujols, we mentioned Judge. Pujols getting seven home runs his second half. Historic to see how that's going. And this is a series that I'm excited to watch, but I'm also ready for my heart to be leaping out of my chest <laughs> for three straight days. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, does, does Pujols have any, like, any, like, history with the Phillies where, like, has he, had, like, had, like, big series, big moments, big home runs against them? Is, is he a guy that, you know, you've, you, you saw a lot of when he was in St. Louis the first time? I've seen a lot not of them. Really. I've okay. seen, like regular season games. I can't think, uh, and I don't want to dive into the the memory bank of the 2011 <laughs> NLDS. Um, nothing that's like the the pool host off of Lidge home run from the 2005 okay. NLCS that I can think of at least. And I'm probably yeah. blanking on something, but that's for a reason. Um, yeah. But it's still like it's Albert Pujols. It's one of the greatest hitters ever. It's the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Yeah. in person and uh you know it's it's still that and i mean the one thing as a phillies fan that's so concerning is when the lineup is ice cold it's tough to see especially against a really good pitcher and they have that in michaelis they have that in montgomery they have it in wainwright and if the phillies if they're not getting it going it it's it's just it's frustrating it's heartbreaking and that's the one concern of it. They just gotta, they gotta see the lineup produce a little bit. Bryce Harper's had a decent close to the year. JT and Kyle Schwarber had very good September's. Really, the only reason why they didn't have a complete meltdown in September is both of them playing well and the the daycare playing very well, do, doing the right things. Like Matt Vierling's incredible series where he went five for five one night against the Braves. Or that might have been. Was it against the Nationals, and then the next night he had the walk or the the big night against the Braves. Either way, he he played pretty well, but it, it like it still comes down to what is Reese Hoskins going to do, what is Nick Castellanos going to do, you know, how are they going to necessarily build in some of these games? I would expect JT to play all three games, but to have Garrett Stubbs come off the bench as a left-handed bat is pretty huge. See what Brandon Marsh can do. I know he's had. His batting average, I think, in since getting since getting acquired is is decent, but he's a guy that, you know, he's there for the defense, but he can he's one of those guys that if he gets on bases is some trouble. He's a quick guy. And then seeing Stott, seeing Veerling, you know, kind of kind of just figuring out how they're yeah. going to and Veerling probably won't he's not gonna start because it's gonna be Schwarber, Marsh, Castellanos in the outfield, but he'll probably get some some pinch hit ABs, especially late in the game. Rob Thompson likes to do that. And it'll be interesting seeing how he navigates a playoff series because, you know, we've seen, and you saw it in the Chicago series of times that he brought in weird relievers. If I see Nick Nelson come into a game, I'm I'm going (laughs) to fucking freak out. If I see Kyle Gibson, even in the dugout, I'm going to freak out too. I mean, (laughs) God damn it. There's some pitchers in there, but that's the other side of it. We kind of mentioned it with the Rays of the Phillies towards the end of the year, they started to use, and they used it to close out the, the wild card bid. They used Zach Eflin out of the bullpen after he came out off the IL. They've used Noah Syndergaard out of the bullpen a couple different times. I wouldn't totally love to see that. I'd yeah. rather see Eflin. And then if you can get the ball in Jose Alvarado's hands, I mean, he's fucking throwing 
gas and looks great. And then, you know, seeing what we can get out of David Robertson, where he's been a little shaky here and there since they acquired him. And then what Sir Anthony does. Sir Anthony's been pretty good since coming back. He's had some concerns. He's blocked a lot of guys, which, again, just heart jumping out of your chest. And the big thing with, with Sir Anthony is that if he grooves one in there, and it's just misplaced a little bit, and this is what the top of the, the Cardinals lineup could do, he lets up home runs because he just throws these laser beams that physics will tell you if you hit it well enough, if you just get a barrel on the ball, it's got a lot of force going the opposite way. Newton's third law. So really how Thompson's going to navigate this and, and what a lot of these X factors can do on the Philly side of things <laughs> is going to designate whether or not they're going to be successful or not. I mean, the Cardinals are a very good team. I mentioned it. They have a lot of young guys who have been very good for them. Brandon Donovan, or Brendan Donovan. I saw somebody, I think it was, I want to say it was Jack Fritz, a WIP guy. Go, I can already tell this is going to be the guy that I fucking hate the whole weekend. And for good reason. <laughs> he gets on base. He, I thought he had more stolen bases. I feel like I had him on DraftKings for that. But he, he's pretty quick and, and can come around to score. Tommy Edmonds had a really good year, even though his batting average is 260, but steals bases. Bader, Tyler O'Neill. I mean, these guys, they can make some damage happen around the, around it. And, you know, not to go full Keith Hernandez, but the defense has to be sharp here and see where they're going. And it's been better. It's been better in the second half. Alec Bohm going from I fucking hate this place to hugging the Miller Lite case. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> that picture. But he's been great at, at, first, or at third base, Reese at Reese at first base. We just need him to play sound. We need yeah. him to get some ground balls. And then not that he was signed to be a right fielder, the Bryce Harper elbow injury before he got hit in the hand is why Castellanos has played there. His ranges look good in Houston. So let's hope that continues. And uh, then, you know, the the left side of the outfield, the Schwarber Marsh combo is, is pretty good. But you know, you just need to play sound. You need to just not get over your skis, not get over panicked and just play fundamental baseball. And yeah. hopefully I, hopefully I survive the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to correct you. Uh, this is like, uh, you know, when you, you know, watch, uh, you know, when you listen to games on the radio or, or watch on TV and, you know, color guys never uh, correct the, the play with play guy. It's yeah. like, a, it, it's faux pas, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cause I have to. Uh, Did I miss an injury? No, no, no. I, I you, you missed the fact that uh, Harrison Bader will be in the playoffs, but not for the St. Louis Cardinals. Where oh, fuck. He patrolling You're right. Now. Yeah, he's on the Yankees. Was, oh, shit. I forgot the, that. Yeah, he was a part yes. of the Montgomery deal. He was oh, my Montgomery. God. You know, stupid Yahoo. I refuse to use ESPN, <laughs> but stupid fucking Yahoo. Oh, damn it. So they, uh, because of the, they're so impressed with Carlson in center that they didn't need Bader anymore. So that's yeah. why uh, they oh, made that deal. I have a bunch of friends that are going to text me that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, I'll say that um, that's fine. No, no buddy. <laughs> You're fine. You know, you know uh, who I am? You're calling attention to it. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no, no. You know who I am worried uh, worried about who has been a, a – he's a fantastic DFS player because he's so fucking cheap, but could do – like he could be the guy on a Daniel Murphy type of run. Can I or, can I guess? Can yes, I get please. an unofficial? Is it are you thinking of Tommy Edmond right now? No, that no, that's a good one because he could. Okay. I'm thinking of Lars. Lars Newtbar. Okay, Newtbar, yes, yeah. yes. Great DFS player. This Great. is the this is Yerkson profile when he was still on the Rangers level yeah. of just super cheap, 
You can plug him in. He's good to pop off every once in a while. Not a great batting average right now, but he could in like five years because that's how long it's been for, that I've been believing in Yerkes and Profar. But, um, yeah, he's one. I mean, there's just a bunch. Juan, Juan Yepes is another guy that, like, pops out that could do that. Like, it's just there's some there's concerns around here. But I, I have some confidence that they can get it done. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're not going to make this pick. Not making the pick. Uh, but, I won't be uh, upset if you're picking the other way. I will pick the Cardinals, yep. and I'm excited for you to prove me wrong. <laughs> I would be. I would love that. <laughs> I will reiterate that I what I said before of being at home is such a huge advantage, especially for some of the the Phillies pitchers. Where yes, Nola just had an incredible start in Houston, and Wheeler had an incredible start in Washington, but they are a significantly different team on the road than they are at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it, it's never easy uh, as we tradition as we're about to talk uh, talk football, and uh, uh, it's never easy to when you're on when, when, on College Game Day uh, to pick against the team that uh, yeah that's it you know, Game Day is at exactly yeah you saw uh, Herb Street did it uh, a couple weeks ago with He's the Tennessee Florida games. game yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, McAfee did it last week yeah. Uh, the Tennessee so, yeah, Florida guest picker segment segment with uh, what was her name? The WWE superstar. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I, I, Bianca. I think. Yes, was. that was her name. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. watch the WWE, yeah. so I apologize to wrestling. Me, me neither. I just, I yeah. just remember her name. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Pigskin. Talk, 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 talk uh, some, talk, talk, talk some football. football. And speaking of Tennessee, the Tigers. It's a big one. It's a big one. They're re-ranked. After there were all the concerns with Brian Kelly, they're back in the top 25. Tennessee going to the to Death Valley, the Louisiana Death Valley. And that's a huge game. I mean, there's some really great games this weekend. Yep. We got every game in the Pig 12, except for the Red River Shootout, features a ranked team, which right. is fucking insane. Yep, yep. And, yeah, I mean, it's a great slate. I mean, I... Feel like I I'm a, obliged to say it, but Oregon and Arizona weird things happen when teams go down to Arizona. And nobody's watching, yeah. Especially because it's Texas A&M, Alabama, which Alabama 24 point favorite. <laughs> Texas A&M losing last week was very funny. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I mean the whole slate. I mean Mississippi State now ranked because of it, but you got games here that like there's some wild spreads. Seeing this, like Michigan State off their third loss. Playing Ohio State, but might might be tough. It's at home. They feel like they got something to prove. Ohio State, I don't want to say has something to prove, but they want to show that they're the juggernaut that we all thought they were. Right. And then you get the games like Tennessee, LSU, that it's a three-point spread between two ranked teams. That could be Tennessee really proving, you know, we we are that team. We are the we are still, you know, we deserve to be here. We're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot. They might in a couple weeks against Alabama, but they're right there. It's such an interesting slate because some of the games that seem like they might be close could be blowouts. Like the LSU-Texas game from a couple years ago, the Joe Burrow year, like six out to me. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great game. And they came out firing. Does Tennessee do that? And on the flip side of things, are those close games or are the big spreads, are they just going to end up being close? Like we thought for a minute that that Alabama game was going to be last week. Yeah, right. That game, we were watching that 
And and that's at, at one point that's when we changed to the Mets game. And uh once it got out of hand and that uh we I was I was really hoping that that Arkansas could pull that out, but Bam is just so good. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I didn't watch a lot of that game because I, I definitely uh, didn't think that Arkansas had the horses to, to hang yeah, with to them. Hang on. I, yeah. I, you know, at, at one point I flipped it on <clears throat> that I saw I think like the long touchdown that Bama had in the fourth beginning of the fourth quarter. I was like, all right, I can turn this off now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but no, there there were so many there were so many great finishes last week and. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about excited about this week. What are some of my favorites from before we start picking? <coughs> looking forward. Sorry for the the cough. Oh, you're good. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorites from uh like the 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 A Mississippi State game was great. I agree. Um, I that ending to the Ole Miss Kentucky game. Yeah, was fantastic. That was awesome. Did you see um, um who was it the the leap that happened? I forget what game it was. I just saw the highlight of oh, it. Oh yes, that was that that was that game. Just that that Yeah. Poor uh a poor poor camera angle. Yeah. <laughs> the, it was a poor camera angle. The guy the, jumped uh, out of the, the frame. Defensive, uh, for the defensive uh uh coordinator for uh for for Ole Miss. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh how about that? Uh, how about TCU boat racing Oklahoma? I said it last week that that felt like an upset special, and uh-huh. they looked so good in that game. Yeah. We only saw the tail end of it because we ended up playing thirty six on Saturday because of the hur- because of Hurricane Ian. We yeah. moved our Sunday tea time up, but holy shit, that score! <laughs> it surprised me how how bad it was. I thought it was going to be like a a nail biting game, but no way and they the boat race is such a is such a good term to use for yeah. that because yeah. Oklahoma just looked completely lost yeah yeah and, you know I uh, have uh, three teams really in uh, uh, and that might be offensive to K-State I was going to say they have three teams in, in the Big 12 that uh, have just gone up to such phenomenal starts. Yeah, K State only lost one game, but yeah, have three of the last undefeated teams. Uh, you know, one of them won't be undefeated at least with yeah. uh, you know TCU campus playing. But you know, for all the, uh, the the talk about you know like is is the Big Twelve dying because of bless you conference restructuring. Um, yeah, big. Uh, they, they, they really, uh, yeah. The the, the the Cowboys, Jayhawks, and the Horn Frogs really uh, show their medal so far this season. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see that. Of like, you hit the nail on the head. Of is the conference dying? You know, Oklahoma Oklahoma is leaving. So is Texas, and neither of them are ranked. And to see like they're still in good hands with whatever. Frankenstein conference ends up from it with all the different announcements of teams coming in and, and all this stuff. It, it really is. It's fun to see. I mean, Kansas, you know, you're, this is a, you know, once in a half generation thing of them being this good, but like TCU, when they first joined the conference was, was a powerhouse. And then 
No, it was Baylor that all that all, all the horrible stuff. But they still felt felt kind of off. Their coaches moved on and everything. And then Oklahoma State not having to deal with like a good Oklahoma team, or at least right now, not have to deal with that. It's it's just exciting to like think that we'll have more scenarios than Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and whoever else is still undefeated out of the Big Ten and potentially the SEC. To, to like look at it, and I'm not writing off USC or any other Pac-12 teams, but it's the Pac-12. They always beat each other up. Um, although it's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. I'd like to declare it dead, but it's not dead yet. It's just fun that we actually get more more excitement out of there. Like I'd love to see a chaotic Saturday like in 2007 with Kansas, but right now it's it's okay. We're gravy of that. It's, it's moving in this way that we have all five power – power conferences with representatives that have a little, I was about to say legit, but have a shot at getting into the playoff. All right. Let's see how good your, um, your, your, your memory of history is your math is how old is coach of the Oklahoma state Cowboys, Mike Gundy right now. How old is he? Hmm. How long ago I, was it, G-Man? Well, then he said, I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. Was that 07 or 08? So that would have been... So what? It's 2022. So is he 55? He is 55 years old, yeah. yes. Yeah. He's a man. He's 55. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he's like... He has to be like climbing the ranks of of like all-time wins for, for current coaches. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah, he's been you know he's been there since two thousand five. Yeah, and they, they, it's not like they ever really bought him out. They're always, you know, they're they're always right there. You know, they always yeah, they are always are, are right good, there. I'd say for like eight, nine, ten wins a season. Yeah, they're yeah they're good. They're always good for a bowl game. So that's you know six, even just six or seven wins over however many years. And you're right, like they had the the one year where it was before Baker. Or was it the beginning of Baker where it was. That where Bedlam was like basically a play-in game because it was before they yeah, had the right. Big Twelve Championship game, and yeah, so that had to be before Baker. But regardless, um, but yeah, the, no, they have had those years, and it's just you know, and maybe we, we've seen this story before, and maybe they do, they do slip up somewhere, and it's it's too hard to have a one-loss Big Twelve team in there, and that's at least the exciting thing, right? Of that they all do play each other, so we are gonna get you know some drama going into you know, the big 12 championship. Cause they don't have the two divisions and see, you know, could there be a revenge factor? Could it be a puncher ticket in? They were right there last year. And obviously it was inches short for them, but yeah, I mean, it's just an impressive program an impressive resume that Gundy has put together. Him. And I'm looking at right now, him and Kyle Whittingham are currently the second longest tenured FBS coach in one school. Ooh. Uh, tell me because I, I don't want to spend time. time uh, oh, who, who number one is number one? Is, I, oh no, no, no! no. Oh, I thought you were. Saying, I thought you asked what school was he was he from? Um, no, number one, Saban, right? No, it's, it's no, it's it's Kirk Kirk Ferris. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's been there yeah, forever. He's been there. Where was uh ninety nine? Ninety nine. I was about to yeah. say where so, was if Snyder was still coach? Do you know where would he be up there? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah, he has to have. Yeah. Uh, I haven't bought it in a couple years, but the uh, the 
college football, like big book that um, Phil Steele makes. That was always fun of seeing like, oh yeah, like Snyder, 44 years. And then you see like Jim Harbaugh, three years. I don't think I've watched it. The thing thing with Snyder is he took the four years off. That's right. He did. I forgot that happened. So it wasn't, it it was 88, 89 to 05, then 09 to 18. That's right. I forgot he took years off. That's a, that's a fun trivia fact. But yeah, I mean, it's, I love college football and I'm just glad that like, that we're at a good point that it like really it, it is the four the four haves and the the, the have nots but Michigan's still in there. You got you know other teams hanging out in the mix. I mean it's bound. They're teams that are bound and conferences that are bound to shoot themselves in the foot. But the fact that it's October, we have teams hanging in there, and that we haven't had mass chaos yet, and the potential of just undefeated Tennessee Alabama, how bad that could potentially go for the Vols. If it's an undefeated matchup, it's probably game day. It's probably going to be fun. It'll be like that Tennessee Florida game of just all week on Sports Center, all these different highlights from '98, from different years, and it'll it'll be good. It'll be a good time. Did you? Uh, how speaking of '98 in Tennessee, um, Miles Teller's Peyton Manning impression was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't oh, it? It was a plus. It was a plus. <laughs> I didn't watch any of that Saturday Night Live aside from that sketch. And Emily Emily watched it. She recorded it because Miles Teller was hosting and she loves Miles Teller. And sent it to me and I watched it before we left uh, the Gettysburg area from our little trip and had to drive through a fucking hurricane. It was horrible. <laughs> but also of the Manning cast, we had a – and Emily. We had a, a Tubby announcement, the former Delaware coach, the Delaware wing T on the Manning cast. Oh. Yeah. That's Emily, that was Emily's dad's coach. There you go. And uh, legendary legendary coach of the Blue Hens, who are, yeah. I believe, fourth in the FCS rankings. Shout out them. Nice. Yeah, which is exciting. Lehigh, not so much. They'll, uh, you know, as long as they beat Lafayette, it's a good season. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive into the NFL. And All right. To say that last week was wild and... Um, but is probably a bit of an understatement given some of the results and some of the news that came out of it. Mm-hmm. But we do have a great slate this weekend and I'm very excited for it. We have some teams that are big surprises. We have some teams that are still kind of stalling out, but we have some really good games ahead, Mike. I'm very excited for this. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, there's some uh, some good ones uh, on the on the schedule. Um, no, so uh, no no Jonathan Taylor tomorrow. No Jonathan Taylor or tonight. Whatever you're listening to this. Yeah, whenever you're listening <laughs> to this. Yeah, for Thursday night football, no Jonathan Taylor, uh, which makes that game a lot more interesting because you have you, know, you have Hines come presumably getting the most touches out of that, and then you have the Broncos uh-huh. who lost. Um, I was about to call him. It's about to call him Murray. Um, Javanta, um, right? They just signed Latavius Murray. Yeah, the, Javanta's out. Um, I almost said, uh, and he's not even he's not even a Nugget. I almost said, uh, I always want to call him Dijonese. Uh Dejounte Murray of the uh, of the. I think he's is he still spurred. He could trade to the oh, Celtics. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. A good question. Yeah, I have I'm no idea. That's an Emily question. Yeah, that's that's an Emily <laughs> Emily question. But yeah, we had some really good games here. 
And we're finally, Matt was supposed to be here, but had a little, a little family thing. So it's just us. We're going to finally yep. bring back picks because previously, if you've noticed, we've had some, uh, you know, time constraints that haven't done it. But I'm excited to break some of these down. It's going to be fun. You know, we don't have any, I still, I would like to say this beforehand. It's absolutely nuts to me that we've, and I know they went away from it before COVID, that the teams that were in London are playing again this week. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely insane to me that we didn't get them the auto buy. But still, they might be fine. They're playing the Bears and the and the Seahawks, respectively. But we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I'll let you kick it off with some with the picks here. We're gonna do five. We're still gonna do five NFL in a college. All right. We'll, we'll dive into the other games so we don't cover. But what is your pick? All right, um, my first pick uh, is going to be. I will take. They're gonna burn me again, but give me the Broncos for Thursday night football against uh, a, a Colts team that is just stumbling right now. Uh, Don't look so, up. Shaq Leonard out also am i hearing that too is yeah. he yeah, uh, yeah so you know the colts without their best offensive player and the best defensive player uh you know matt ryan is you know just keeps fumbling the ball you know it just you know the poor guy doesn't have uh yeah i don't know i don't know what i don't know what the colts are going to do about the quarterback uh you know, I know they were joking on part of my take about the fact that they're just going to, like, keep bringing another old guy in every year. And yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know who, who, who's going to be this year? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater? Is it going to be? <laughs> T- Teddy Bridgewater will be, end up being a cult one day, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Denver's been disappointing to, I'm sure, Fans of the, you know, I think fans, a lot of Bronco fans were had convinced themselves when they when they got Russ that you know they would be you know in contention for winning the and I guess like three and one they're only a game behind the lead right now they're they're two two uh, you know the the Chiefs are three and one and you know the AFC West which was supposed to be like a juggernaut right now is. You know, hasn't been the results haven't been there. Yet. No. no. Uh, so you know, of course, like you know, the Broncos could still easily win this division. But I think if you asked Bronco fans in the preseason, you know, before the season started, you know, what the record would be right now, I think they'd probably say three and one, maybe even four and zero. Oh, so, yeah. uh, and we just haven't had the week where like the offense just is completely clicking. Um, you know, with with Sutton and Judy, like they have, you know, two playmakers at receiver. Uh, but it just, it, it, it hasn't, it hasn't clicked yet. And so maybe this week, you know, on prime video, the only game in town, you know, maybe, uh, they'll do better than the last time, the last two times. And that was a case where, you know, they were bad in prime time in, in week one on Monday night. They were bad in prime time, uh, last Saturday, last Sunday, but, well, they won both of those games, so yeah. Uh, they didn't know they were one and one of those games. Sorry, I forgot that they they lost. That yeah, they lost to the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they are right now 
as as much as they're stumbling, I think they're a better team than Colts are. I think they'll win that game. I, I would agree with that. I think they win that game. I, I like the cover. Thursday night's always weird in that regard, yep. and part of that's yep. you know why Jonathan Taylor isn't playing. And you're right; they're just they're missing too many pieces, and and Matt Ryan looks completely lost as their quarterback. Yep. I like him to win three and a half. It's just you know, it's a Thursday night line, and it's you know probably if it's a Sunday game, maybe it's maybe Jonathan Taylor plays, maybe they make it closer, but I don't know. It it feels like it might be it just, might be like a five and a half type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it like, I don't know. It almost smells like a seventeen nine. I, I don't know. Yeah, a weird game. <laughs> it's and it's Thursday night football. Yeah. It's always weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we didn't establish this. Do I get two or are we just alternating? Yeah, two. Two's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, my first pick. I kind of hope that I'm that I'm get this wrong, but the team that's favored here has just looked completely lost, and yep. the opposing defense is very good. And despite them having a backup quarterback, he's won three in a row. I'm going the Cowboys plus five and a half to keep this thing close. They might not win the game, okay. but I think they cover. I think the the Cowboys have a, have a decent amount of problems, but they've gotten they've started to get good games out of Ceedee Lamb. Michael Gallup's back. Looked pretty good last week. And yeah, the Rams offensively, aside from Cooper Cup, just look lost. They can't yeah. get the ball on the ground going at all. None of their other receivers are producing. Not Higby, not Allen Robinson, who's dead to me. I dropped him in fantasy, not that anyone cares. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just the Dallas defense is, is very good. And I know you can make different comments on digs and whether or not he's just trying to you know jump routes and all that different stuff. And, and, and everything there, but their front seven is, is very good. And Matt Matt Stafford, I almost called him Matt Ryan, has just been so inconsistent in how he's been playing. And, and again, I didn't watch any of the Sunday night or the Monday night game against the against the 49ers because I was watching the Phillies. But from the highlights I saw, the interceptions he threw or the interception he threw, the pick six, just didn't look good. And I think this game's a lot closer than that line is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think that so a point for the Cowboys uh, is that I think with with Dak down, I think that they've done a good job of you know rushes has, has you know rushes played well where you know he's been able to find uh, CD and to have Gallup back was it's a big deal. Gallup had a, a score a touchdown uh, last game his first game back, uh, but also like they, you know they they still have. You know they, they still have their offensive line. They still have, you know, the two headed monster of uh, of Zeke and Pollard. Where, um, you know, I, I I don't know, like I don't know how much you can chalk up Monday night's game to the fact that for some reason McVay can't beat his buddy. McVay can't beat Shanahan. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think the it, it's pretty crazy how. When was the last time the Rams had a decent run game? It feels been a while. I feel yeah. like you know that that, that you know there for all the money, they, yeah, for all the money that they they throw at their offense, like I feel like they just kind of ignore the running back position. Or like, oh, we can plug in like. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and, and Sonny Michelle last year, and like, they'll be fine. You know, I, I I think that 
I think a major reason why they almost lost the Super Bowl last year is because that they were committed to the run and it wasn't working for them for three quarters against against the Bengals and they they finally said all right we need to like force feed Cooper the ball and so um, yeah I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's that's tough. Um, I think their line hasn't been as good with no. you know Whit- Whitworth when, with his him retiring. It's not like he was. Not like Whitworth was like an amazing lineman at the end of his career, but like you can't like he was like the leader of that unit. Like you can't uh, undersell like how you know what I mean. Like he, he was like the leader of that that locker room, um, holding the the line accountable. So I I don't know. I don't know. I. I that's a tough one. That's a tough. Uh, it is a tough. It's tough. I think if I le- if I were leading, I'd go Dallas. But I think the Rams yeah. probably I, people. The game. I, I tell you, yeah. I tell you, and I know that I'm a Yankee fan, so like I get it. Uh, what it, it's so much fun to like dunk on these teams that are like you know, kind of, uh, that that have a reputation for being like a public team. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, where yeah. like the, the, the Yankees, uh, uh, Cowboys, Lakers, it, it's fun to like dunk on them when they're doing poorly. Can we talk about the fact that like everyone was absolutely burying the Cowboys season after losing a week one game to the Bucks? Again, I get like, oh, like you, you know that Cooper Rush was going to hold Dak seat warm. Well, he got, you know, you didn't, you didn't know what he did from Rush, but the victory lap that people were taking on the Cowboys season after one game, it was, like, you know, it's a call it's, up old takes exposed, man. Yeah, like, so, it's a pastime, <laughs> and I am one of those some people. Memes and some, like, it was unbelievable. It's a pastime, and I love it, but I, no, I agree <laughs> with you that, yeah, people were, I thought they were dead. I thought they were completely dead. I mean, the fact they won that Giants game on Monday Night Football two weeks ago just really oh. shows the resiliency of the team. And, like, again, their defense is that good to slow down Saquon Barkley and to, you know, it. you mentioned the Rams line. I think they're going to they're gonna give Matt Stafford a busy day, and it's it's going to be a good game. It's one that's, that's going to be pretty exciting. It would have been the classic Troy and, Troy and uh, Joe game, but they're on ESPN now. And yeah. yeah. So is it, is, it, is it Kevin and Greg now? It probably is. It's probably Kevin and Greg, and I don't know who the Eagles are going to get on Fox, but I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but Troy and and Joe gives me my second pick. I think the Raiders don't look very good. I know I'm going against a rule of divisional game, but the Chiefs look so good, and their defense played very well against a Bucks team that had Mike Mike Evans back. They couldn't totally figure out the run. But I don't know. I, I really can't see any way that the Raiders cover a seven point line against the Chiefs on Monday night. Yeah. 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 Especially, I feel like, yeah. I, I agree with you with yeah. that. I think that's, I think that's, I think it's a smart pick. Um, the so many times in the last couple of years, the Raiders have like gone into, I want to say Arrowhead, but I don't know what they 
the actual stadium is called that way. Like it's something, it's, it's some bank field at Arrowhead. Sure, I think it's the, sure, it's the full whatever. Name. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. They've gone in, they've gone into the parking lot of Kauffman Stadium. Uh, <laughs> 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 really like kind of feel themselves and getting like humbled by the Chiefs. Um I, I yeah, I, I think that the Chiefs are one of those teams where when they, they look good, everyone's like talking them up when they you know, they look bad. They look bad against the Colts, and like it's like, oh, season's over. Mahomes is cooked. But like they're so they're another one of those teams that like everyone loves to just like jump to conclusions on. Uh, and right now they're hot, and I think that, um, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs win this game. Uh, yeah, I think Carr's going to do everything he can in his power to kind of will the Raiders to a win. But yeah, could try to I get think, Devontae think, Adams and Darren Waller like. A thousand balls yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's just you know it's a key. I think, on. It's, I think it's too much. I think it's too much, Patrick, in this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So, what is your next pick? Oof. I will go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know who's playing quarterback in that game, so I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> um. All right. I'm going to pick. I pick the Bears to cover against the Vikings. It's a seven-point line. It's a lot. Um, I know it's in Minnesota. The Bears aren't exactly like great takes, and you know Justin Fields is going to, you know, throw the ball like twelve times maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that divisional game. I think that. Um, I think the Bears will keep this one close. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think that um, uh, they're I think they're going to run kind of all over the Vikings. I can see um, I see Kirk making a couple big mistakes, and it's I know it's probably silly of me to pick against like Minnesota at one o'clock at home, where like I feel like that's like where they live, where they. Yeah. will like win these games and like everything is like, oh Minnesota actually but I, I think they're kind of due for a divisional clunker and I think that this is a game where you know you're watching Red Zone and you're like look up like oh like that game's just like like that game's 1712 like yeah. what yeah. happened and like yeah. <laughs> the Bears have the balls. A one possession game. Like, what's 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 going on here? Um, so yeah, I, with with very little degree of confidence, uh, I think the Bears keep that one closer than seven points. No, I agree with you because I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head of the Bears. Probably aren't going to throw the ball. They're going to run the ball a ton. Their defense isn't horrific. The Thielen Jefferson combo is concerning, uh-huh. but it's also. Like Jefferson kind of popped off in London, or he did pop off, and he's like he's had some games where he gets you know a little you know gets a little frisky and yeah divisional game normally I am totally agree with you on that so I'm gonna I I like the pick okay all right uh the next one this this all right so this is subject to change depending on if. Who's actually playing in the game? Uh, but I think if 
if Ingram is playing, give me New Orleans at home to beat Seattle, and that line is five. So, five and a half, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the Saints are like they 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 know that no one's going to run away with the South. And I think that this is a game that they probably marked on their schedule at the beginning of the season as like, oh, this is a win. I think this is something that they need to be able to 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 mark as a win. I think Seattle in you know at home in front of the twelves, I think would win this game. But I would agree with that, yeah. You know, going to going to going to the Superdome. Go to Superdome, like it's going to be like a, some some hostile fans. Chris Olave has been like a stud so far this season. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm I'm calling like another like eight for ninety five and another touchdown for him. Like, yeah. He's just been, he, you know, he's he's really uh, probably one of the favorites for rookie of the year right now, especially when uh, Bailey Zappi threw the first rookie uh, quarterback uh, through the first touchdown as a rookie this year so yeah i i i i like the saints to bounce back from uh a tough loss uh and to move to two and three because i i don't think the seahawks are good enough to um to win a road game in a hostile environment right now yeah i would i would agree with that and i i think you're right like who's playing quarterback makes it makes a difference there but I think the Seahawks, yeah, the, on the road, just a team that not a lot of expectations. Like, they could be frisky in that way, especially in a five-and-a-half-point line. But yep. I don't know. It's just if the right guys are going for them and they figure out the Saints, I mean, it this could be a bloodbath. It could, it could be a tough game for Seattle to, to come home to. Uh-huh. But it comes to me yep. for two. Um, there's a couple in there that I – want to pick but there are some some questions Uh and the two of them feature nfc east teams and i like want to go reverse and see if it get if it blows up in my face or not but i'm gonna go with the chargers and the browns in cleveland an interesting game browns have been very frisky all year and coming off a loss here probably should be three and one they're two and two um you know, the no moss is as I feel like I heard on every network. I watch games on Fox, CBS, and on NBC on Sunday. And I heard no moss maybe a dozen times. But you come in, you see a Chargers defense that kind of figured it out. They still have the injuries, obviously. But they kind of righted the ship a little bit last week. Kind of showed, hey, we're, you know, we're still here. Justin Herbert kind of settling into the season. I really am going both ways on this game, but I'm going to go shit. I'm going to go with the Browns at home. Cause I just think Nick okay. Chubb, Nick Chubb probably do for a big breakout game and see like he kind of, have a, he had a dud last week and I feel like he's, he's been boomer bust throughout the season, but I feel like he gets it done. I feel like they win this game, but I feel like it's going to be close. I think two and a half is probably a, very astute line, almost a pickle, and yep. how this can go. 
So, like, this could come down to, you know, maybe a missed extra point, a missed two-point conversion, something like that. And I'm going to go with the Browns and the points. Okay. No, I, I, I like that. Um, yeah. I. The Chargers are, are a team that, to, to, to me, they're, they're – I, a lot of people, I think, had like penciled in as an AFC championship game. Oh, like it'll be, uh, you know, Chargers Ravens yep. or something. Where I, I think people are really giving the Chargers more credit than they deserve right now. And like, I, I get that. Um, I get that Justin Herbert is, is an exciting player, but. I think they give the team too much of a pass. A lot of people love the Chargers give them too much of a pass. Yeah, because of all like the one one possession game records and all that stuff. And sure, sure. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that if 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 Chunt can 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 get it going. help them. Yeah, yeah. Get the time of possession on their side and to really take the air out of the football. I don't know if I would touch this game, but I if I had to, I'd lead Cleveland, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Not with any sense of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough because I leave myself with another pick and just games I don't trust. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to go one that's not an NFC's team. I'm going to go 49ers, Panthers. The Panthers have been a complete mess this entire oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. And the 49ers have looked... Pretty good, I think, is a, is a fair enough assessment. Obviously, winning last sure, week. Sure, sure. And their defense really, you know, locking down when they have to. Obviously, the pick six was the difference maker in that game. I, You know, Baker wanted all the revenge and really hasn't done a lot with it. So, I'm going to go 49ers here. If Debo Samuel has another game like he had on Monday night, it this could be a real, real, like, you know, bridge game until the 425s. And then if you're watching Red Zone... You just see Debo do some Debo things. We also haven't had a huge George Kittle breakout. I know he was hurt Not to start yet. the year. Not yet. He's I feel been, like we're he's due. Been, he, he's been least, kind of doing what what Gronk started to do at the end of his New England career, where he's staying in the block a lot more. Yeah, exactly. He's such a good like he's, such he's a, a good, good blocker. Yeah, blocker that like like that's yeah he's helping the team win, but. Like as a as a as a fantasy owner, you're like, all right, George, like let's yeah, let's get, let's get out there. Now I was surprised when I checked. I had already clinched a win, so I wasn't that worried about it. But I was surprised when I checked uh, my box score on Tuesday morning and saw that like, Kittle had like two points. Like, yeah, two possessions. I saw him score. A t- I saw him score a touchdown. What happened? Did not realizing that like you know. It went to review and his foot was like clearly out of bounds. But like I was very yeah. friendly. So I'm like, oh, I turned it off like immediately after that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to bed. <laughs> it's funny to it's funny to see that. Um, yeah, I I like Baker. I, I do. He's he's just he looks cooked right now. I, I don't. It's tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough. It's tough. It, it, it is tough to watch for sure. Uh, yeah, the Panthers are just. You know, my, my, one of my buddies uh, who I'm going to send this link to, so uh, he'll know that I'm thinking of him right now, is a, is a Panther fan. 
and uh, I, I think that they're kind of stuck in this irrelevant zone. I think they got to do something with with their their head coach position at the end of the year. I, I, I think the rule experiment is over. I think so too. Uh, yeah, I I I don't know. I I I'm with you on San Francisco should win this game. But San Francisco is also one of those. Separate's also one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams now. Where it is, and it, this could really be one week. They look really good one week, and one week, like Jimmy G will like looks looks like he forgets how to like, play the game of football. Yeah, you know this, I mean? this could like, be a seventeen to twelve game, and you're just like, oh, Debo had a touchdown, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it could be a very weird game. Sure, sure. That's yeah. That's that's yeah. That that's that, that's probably a good pick, but. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So down to me for my last one, right? Last two NFL picks. Last two NFL picks. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I'm looking at the same game as you are. We're talking NFC East. Yeah. And it's this 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 line doesn't doesn't pass the smell test. This this I don't know. I I think it's a stay away. Titans commanders. Yeah. It's a stay yeah. This is a stay away. It yeah. seemed it seemed like well, a lock, I, and I started to think about it more, and I was like, oh. I was like a road favorite, like yeah. Titans. I, this Titans team, I, I don't, I don't. You people calling for Sam Howell to be the QB, like, right? It's a re- like talk about like dancing on the on the Cowboys graves. Like there was a lot of dancing on the specifically the S, the Hogs Heaven SB Nation Commanders website on their Twitter, and uh, yeah, this just you're exactly right. This is a weird line it seems like a complete stay away huh. all right so i will go to the marquee matchup sunday night football damn it should should angles ravens it's too afraid you're so, hot you're riding the lightning yep yeah, yeah, yeah. so here, here's what i'll say about the the, the baltimore ravens um now keep in mind i am Notoriously, I, I, I famously, um, I, I I'm not a, a fan of the team in Baltimore. Uh, I, I do not uh, I do not root for them, uh, rarely if ever. <laughs> um, so that's out of the way. How many times is Baltimore going to blow a massive lead to a team, and then? The next Monday, you know, I listened to uh, 32 fans or I listened to like whatever other like sports podcasts I listen to. And they say, well, like, that was kind of like a fluky boss. Well, like, you know, I'll chalk that up to like X, Y, and Z. Hey, Baltimore, what do you want to gain when you're up 14 in the second half? Yeah. When you're up 21 in the beginning of the fourth quarter? I'm sorry. Give me the Bengals, please. Please. <laughs> Bengals flying high. Bengals are hot right now. Um, I think that uh, it's not like, like what, who's the, the, the vaunted pass rush of the Baltimore Ravens is going to, you know, make Joe Burrow nervous? I don't think so. Like, please. I, I, I think that Joe is going to pick apart this really not great and that that's a compliment to them baltimore secondary i think you know big game for jamar you know 
if, if you're doing Daily Fantasy, I think T. Higgins, even even throwing a Tyler Boyd. I yeah. think that I I think the Bengals really kicked the Ravens' ass a couple times last season. I think the Bengals absolutely pissed off could go into Baltimore and win a game. Yeah. I, I think that they are a better team right now. And I am going to uh I'm 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 picking Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati it can can absolutely be Baltimore in Maryland in, in Maryland on Sunday night football. What say you? I don't hate the pick. I think the Ravens have been all over the board. Obviously, the running game has been almost non-existent, and aside from Lamar. And Mark Andrews has had up and down games. Their defense has just been atrocious. And yeah, I think this is a close game, divisional game. I know it's only three points. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I feel like it might be a very back and forth, see what's going on. But I don't hate that because the Bengals can pop off. It's another team that's kind of stalled as the season's gone on. Of you know, they had the you know, the first couple weeks where they you know lost to the Steelers in a wonky game that probably should have been a tie. They lost to the Cowboys and now figured it out. And I think both teams are pissed off, but I think the Bengals are more pissed off. And I like that pick. Yeah. I, I you know, you look at, you know, the, the, the Steelers and the Cowboys, like what are both of them have in common, especially when, you know, before uh, Watt got hurt. And that's like a, a really strong uh, defensive, like front seven where, you know, Burrow is, like, running for his life. He made a lot of mistakes in the first game through, like, four picks in that game. Um, I think that Burrow, I think he's uh, getting better every week, getting stronger from uh, his appendectomy. Uh, I just, I, I, I think that Cincinnati's the best team in that division, and I think that, uh, I think that they'll, that they'll relish the opportunity to, uh, put like a, a big road win on their uh... on the resume. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, last few, let's do a rapid fire. Um, give me the Jets to beat the Dolphins. I was going to take think... this too. I like yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, you know Teddy B is 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 a good quarterback for sure, but I, I think that uh, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, did really well with getting them back. I think Brees Hall looks really good out of their, their backfield. Yeah, he's looked so, great. So uh, give, uh, give me the Jets for a mini upset at MetLife. Yeah, I like that. And obviously all the, the commentary with everything with Tua and he's not playing. And yeah, yeah, you know, uh, crazy stuff. And, you know, there are better, better experts than us to break that down if you're wondering if we were. Um, my last NFL pick, then jump to college. I, uh, man, we're leaving, leaving some interesting ones here. Um, screw it. Uh, I'm going against my divisional rule. I'm taking the Jags over the Texans. Texans have looked great. I think the Jaguars, uh, you know, obviously their defense got a little cooked by the Eagles. The rush attack didn't look great. Uh, but the Texans aren't trying to win any games. And I don't think this shouldn't be close returning home. And I, I like the Jags minus seven. I hate it, but I like it. All right. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I like it too. I like it too. Yeah. College? Um, yeah, college pick. 
I almost went with a non-ranked game. I almost went with the uh, Northwestern Wisconsin game, firing Paul Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, seemed like seemed like it might be a smart idea, but um, I'm gonna go with a line that I know FSU has started off well, but I feel like this is probably some FSU money buying this down to three points. I think North Carolina State looked good, but just didn't have the firepower to really keep up with Clemson. Um, and I think th- probably feels like they should have kept that a little closer. And it was only 10 point loss, but still I'm going to go with NC state minus three and a half. All right. I like that. I, I uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I might go for state on that, but that's it. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, it should be a fun game. It should be should be good. Oh kind of hidden away. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Speaking of, speaking of games that I think could be very, very good, I think this might be the – I'm going to – you know, I, it's funny we didn't even talk about it, but I think this is going to be the, the, the best game uh, on Saturday. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to the Rose Bowl, and uh, give, me, uh, give me Utah with the, the win on the road at UCLA. Battle of, uh, battle of the Pac-12. See uh, who's going to – you know, compete with uh, SC for uh, Pac-12 glory. Uh, give me, uh, give me uh, the Utes. I like that pick UCLA a lot. In a thriller, an exciting game. I like that pick a lot. I think UCLA's look good. Obviously, big win last week, but yeah, I think you know. I think uh, yeah. Chip like, Kelly I, finds a way to screw things up. I mean, not just that's not an Eagle <laughs> jaded Eagles comment, but like, you like think about him like when he was at Oregon and Utah has that magic in him. They did it last year and. I, I I like that pick a lot. I think this is probably it's probably close to a ten point game. I think I think that line yeah. is very close. Another another school with a large alumni base that probably you know might have bought it down. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think uh, two really good receivers in Valet uh, and Bobo in this game. Uh, two good quarterbacks. I, I think it's gonna be a, good, a fun game, a shootout, and uh, yeah, that, that that's that's my, that's where I'm going from college. I love it. Well, Mike. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast, my man. I always love doing this, buddy. Uh, you know that. And uh, this is, this is, yeah, this was great. Well, what else have you been up to? I know we only got a couple minutes, but uh, you want to give a quick rundown of everything going on with you? I see so many updates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, been guesting on a, a couple of podcasts. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing uh, too recently, but uh, I did a great, uh, uh, a couple great podcasts uh, with Grace, where I did the Off Speed podcast with her, uh, and we did a, a PSR uh, one where we ranked, uh, we, we ranked the best uh, baseball movies of all time, and that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just you know, uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at mjcszzn, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll plunk uh, whatever I'm appearing on, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll see my uh, my my Yankee tweets and all that fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, man. This was such a blast. Everybody, go follow him. Follow the bullpen card. Search it wherever you get your pods. Thunder BLG, Thunderblog Sports, all that. Uh, this weekend is going to be quite the experience for Jordo Nine Twitter. So follow me there. It's going to be fun. <laughs> but yes. that is going to do it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you again to Mike. Have a great weekend. Fly, Eagles, fly. And let's go, Phils, baby. Go Fightins.